Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 grand, posted up in front of his microphone stand. Why don't you jump up on there and tell him who you am, my friend? There it is. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Yes. Little throwback from our last episode. Yeah, I've been thinking about that theme ever since you posted that thing. Yeah, dude. I I try to find it's tough to find because we don't have video. We don't do video. So every once in a while, I'll pull a clip from the show and I'll put the, uh, what do they call that? The captions. I'll throw the captions on it. But I try to find something where it's you and I going back and forth, playing off each other and talking. And that can be more difficult than you think. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it's like, what do you think? And then I go in and then it's like, or, hey, Savage, why don't you tell us a story? And then you tell a story about what happened. So finding those moments that makes sense to people too. Cause a lot of times we'll run off on a tangent and just start talking shit. And mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I could pull out something random and people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But that moment there, we were talking about dieting and gaining weight and we rolled right into the three's company theme song talk was perfect. Yeah. I've been saying, like, you know, it helps with that. Yeah. Where I was indicating sexual. Intercourse. Yes, that's right. That's right. You played the seventies music. Couch music, the couch you know. music, as we've called it. If you've been down with the show from day one, we've been, I think, kept the couch music started season one, didn't it? Oh, I think the, the couch music is ingrained in all of us, Bill. Yeah, at this point, even prior to the podcast, we all knew about the couch music even before, so but yeah, man, no, I, I've been singing that theme song ever since I posted the video, and you know, I gotta give a shout out to my wife. 
because when I create those videos and I edit them, I play them over and over and over because I'm trying to clip it on either end. I'm trying to clip it from where I want it to start and clip it from where I want it to end. And then I upload it and then I add the uh, like colors or music or whatever I'm going to add to it, the words, whatever it's going to say. And she has to hear it over and over and over again. And then not only, you know, it goes to TikTok, it goes to Instagram, it goes to Facebook. And so she sits there and at one point she was like, why do you keep playing it over and over and over again? And I go, it's because I'm editing it and then I'm uploading it to multiple sites. I, I get it, it's frustrating. I'm sure I'm at this point a little bit sick of hearing myself. So, and you know, she hears the same like, you know, like wah, 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 still fat. Wah, 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 still fat. Wah, 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 still over and over and over. So I gotta give her credit because she'll sit next to me and listen. At this point, I should be smart enough to know and go put some headphones in and do it without her having to hear. But I'll just be sitting on the couch and just doing my thing and not even think about it. And yeah, out of respect, I probably should. So respect to my wife, Amber, because she sits and listens to me. Because not only do I do this for uh, the podcast, I also do it for my personal social media and for my real estate social media. So she has to hear me loop, record, uh, edit videos like constantly and, and it just has to drive her up the fucking wall at this point hey, I would only imagine. you're sitting there and she's like why do you keep playing that over and over and you're like I can do this all day yeah. I know <laughs> I know it's true I have to do it all day it's like at this point it really is my job for real estate it 100% is my job it's a requirement it's something that they ask us to do they ask us to try to post a couple of times a week so i've tried to stay on top of that and for the podcast it's just free advertising man i have to it is my job it's you know you you've got the equipment here at the house you you provide the studio you edit the episodes and put them up and and, and put them out to the world my job is to then turn around and promote them on social media so that is my job in every asset facet of the word and you know every yeah, that's exactly what i do and uh, it isn't always as fun as people would think, you know, like people are like, oh, man, it's got to be great making those videos. But you got to think, what am I going to say this week? Like, what the fuck? OK, so we talked about a movie and maybe we or we talked about relationships, a movie and work. What do I say that I haven't said a million times in the last five years? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's your boy DJ Pillier, And this week we talk about this. You can't just do that. Those kind of episodes are boring, but trying to come up with something witty, something silly, something funny that's going to draw people in and make them stay and make them watch. I get there's people that get paid to do that. That is a reason they get paid to do that. It's a, it's a job, man. It's an absolute. If I, I could just literally sit all day long on our social medias uh, between real estate and between the podcast and, and try to connect with people, contact people, post with people you know, follow, like, share, whatever. I could do that all day and make a full-time 40-hour-a-week job of it. Now, I can't because there's no money in it. But, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 definitely an effort. Uh, well, let me just tell you this, buddy. Uh, you have a lot of jobs. Yeah. Okay? You're a real estate agent. Yes, sir. You're a dad. I am. You're a husband. I am, although I'm an empty nester. You are a... Uh, you're not an empty nester because you got Ubers. I have a yeah. I'm a dog dad. Yeah, he's he's, he's there. You're Absolutely. a dog dad. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you make uh, videos for all your 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 regular job and for the podcast and all those things. Another one of your jobs, yes, is uh, you are uh, 
basically an honorary member of the RV club at this point, the, <laughs> the amount of apple fritters. Let me just say what the RV club has done. They've sold at least, I'd say, 20 apple fritters. Yeah, I've at least brought At least 20. Yeah. Yeah. Because of uh, their app, best apple fritter in, in the, the world. In the U.S. In the United it. States. As voted on by the RV Club, Camper Club. Yeah, I don't know who the RV Camper Club is. It is literally a handwritten sign taped to the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the sign on. of any greatness. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just tape it up there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go it, full elf, world's best cup of coffee. It, it's not even that quality of a sign. It's literally written on, like, lined paper. Mm-hmm. And it says, As look. You don't have fancy paper when you're in the RV club. Right. Yeah. Okay, you're not worried. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're just you're, you're about functionality. It's true. We're so out yeah. here trying to function. You can definitely add Donut Savages Donut Delivery Man. Uh, fritter. I don't know how I would put that. No, I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> Savage, Savages Donut Delivery Man to the to the to the list of my jobs. Absolutely 100%. I don't know fritter. So, uh the, the son, Mr. LaFond, aka LaFondizi found out because you weren't going to come today than you were there's some stuff going on i'll I'll touch on that a little bit here in a second right um but then i was like oh you know saturday is going to work out different we weren't we were going to reschedule we're going to figure it out but we're here now and he found out you were coming he was like bill's coming has he left yet you already know pops yeah (laughs) i was like all right man i'll hit him up he needs the world's greatest apple fritter and i'm here to oblige right now in a previous episode yeah uh, we talked about uh, that I uh, now have a lady friend. Yes. And uh, I see. good news, still do. That's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Very um, good news. She is here right now, not for the uh, to record on the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, she's too, too scared to do that, I think, maybe at this point. Understood. Very intimidating. I mean, you're not just going to jump on a season five podcast yes you know i mean like understood no clearly I we're very famous yes um but <laughs> what she's not afraid to do is, is is try the best apple fritter in the united states she's she's down for that i have her official review right here okay uh, let's hear it she said can i try a fritter and i said yes of course one's for you and i said best fritter ever according to the rv club yeah <laughs> Her response, are you ready? Her official, okay, review. Yes. And I quote, I'm gonna turn the music down. And I quote, holy fuck, I'm gonna join the RV club. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, the good news is you don't have to be a member of the club to get the fritters, but if you're down to travel, it's not a bad way to go. I said, ha ha ha, we need your review. She said, yeah, it is. 10 out of 10 recommend. I'm trying not to eat all of it. Oh. I said, go hard. They're great. She said, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, they're, they're very much a problem. Donuts are an absolute problem. I've had two people this week, two different people come and speak to our office. And when people tend to do that, we'll have these kind of weekly morning meetings where we'll bring in a vendor and they'll tell us what they do, whether that's a mortgage lender or whether it's a home inspector. Someone will come and talk to us. Well, this week we had two and both of them brought donuts. And when they do that, they come to impress. So they don't just bring a dozen. And literally, we've got like five people in the office. Most of the people uh, join the meeting via Zoom. They le- they bring like enough to feed a fucking army. And, and every it- one in my office is fairly health conscious. So guess who eats donuts all day long for an entire week? 
Yours truly, I'm, that I'm would be me. And I'm guessing they're not just snagging a couple donuts at the extra mile. No, oh, absolutely, yeah. They're not. They're not gas station donuts. No, they're going to whatever the hottest spot is where their office is. So whether it be Folsom, whether it be Cameron Park, and they're bringing like they're going to Costco and getting the giant thing of chocolate muffins, and then getting the 24 donuts, and then bringing Starbucks coffee, and it's like everybody eats like oh i'm just gonna take a half a one i'm just gonna will, will you split this with me so then what ends up happening is there are donuts in our office donuts in the break room donuts in the property management room everywhere i fucking walk in this office i am confronted bombarded with donuts so when you're like hey yo fritters i'm like i had just eaten breakfast i'm like dude i, I can't do another donut i've literally eaten when this episode drops the week leading up to this is the day we record. I've eaten donuts like all week long, the all work week, Monday through Friday. So I did nothing but eat donuts. So what you're telling me is, yeah, it's not that you had just eaten. It's that you've eaten donuts all week, all week. And then on top of that, I had a big breakfast this morning. So I was just like, I can't do it. I'll be sick. As I was texting you yeah. to bring the fritters, I was eating breakfast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're, you had a client call. Some other thing happened. You didn't get here till later. So yes. I may have been able to uh, create enough room for yeah. Fritter action. <laughs> you made some space. Yeah, yeah. And just to give, if we're going to give a shout out, it's Donut Street Cafe in Lockford. Okay. And if you're in Lockford and you want to make a day of it, the Donut Street Cafe is right next to Daddy's House of Ribs. So if you want to get your donut on, you have your world's greatest fritter in the morning, and then you want to cruise around, I don't know what the hell else you would do in Lockford. I'm not 100% sure. You're the sausage company. There is the hey, Lockford yo. Company. So that street, you're absolutely right. So it's the Donut Street Cafe, Daddy's House of Ribs, and then the Lockford Meat Company, which has incredible sausage. But Amber and I ate at Daddy's House of Ribs one day after we walked Obi. Uh, we took Obi out to Valley Spring somewhere or something and walked him around a, 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 like a river somewhere. I forget exactly where we were. We hit Daddy's House of Ribs on the way home. Dude, dude, the brisket was insane. The ribs were delicious. The homemade coleslaw and potato salad was out of this world. So if you're cruising and you're, uh, you, you know, what is that? Highway 49? Is it 49? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 49. If you're on 49, man, and you're making taking a day trip, Daddy's House of Ribs and the Donut Street Cafe uh, in Lockford, insane. And then if you want to bring some meat home, yeah, the Lockford Meat Company is ridiculously good. So for that little ass oh town, they got God. food on lock. Let me just tell you something. Denise C. from Campbell, California, truly the best apple fritter I've ever had. We also tried the maple bar with cream filling. Ooh. That's a problem. I've never had any other they donuts. They filled there. them to order. They also had glazed raised donut, glazed old-fashioned, not to miss the ham, cheese, jalapeno, croissant, everything so what? fresh. Not greasy, not overly sweet. Did I mention my apple fritter was still warm when I got it? I'm still dreaming about it. Five stars. Well, you know, I didn't even get there till almost noon. And most of the time what happens with donut shops is they open at like the butt crack. They open at five, three, four, four a.m. They're in there baking donuts and then they open up and they usually go until like 12, one o'clock and they shut down. When they run out, they shut down. I went in there and they were still like when I got there it was probably like, I don't know when I texted you. Hey, I'm showing up at the donut shop. It was probably like 11 something. They were still pulling donuts out of the oven and putting them on the rack. And so she didn't pull my, I like, let me get four fritters. She didn't pull them from the glass display case. 
she pulled them off the rack that just came out of the oven. And I'm like, ooh, I like you. I like the way you work. She's like, thank you. And I made sure to tell him it truly is the world's greatest apple fritter. I appreciate you guys. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Amazing. 20 on Yelp, 24 reviews, Uh five stars. All fives. All Well, there's one that's a two. Damn. But she is. It's a Karen for sure. Bitter. Well, let me just tell you what her name is. Yeah. Right <laughs> it don't matter what her name First is. First of all, she's not from California. So well, there you have it. Yeah, that's the problem. She, she's from Florida. So oh. She can eat a D. Yeah. The donuts here are... The donuts here are donuts. Well, nothing. Makes, di- well, shit. Yeah. One star. <laughs> yeah. For you ex- hey, can I get some donuts? Yeah. But they're enchiladas. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah, the what the fuck? hell? The donuts here are donuts. They taste the same as other donuts. But they're just high priced. Wow. All right, Casey F from Monte Verde, Florida. The F must mean fuck bird, because that's what she is. Because I got Mia from San Francisco, Kenny from Lafayette, Denise from Campbell, Cassie from Campbell, Kathy from Valley Springs, Ashley from Fairfield, Catherine from Stockton, Mike from Grand Forks, North Dakota. All fives. All All five stars. So, Casey, eat a D. And I mean D as in donut. Because that's what donuts are. They're donuts, you jackass. Well played. The donuts here are just donuts. Well, yeah. Well, shit, dude. I don't even know how they're still in business. Yeah. So, I'm just telling you, man. Donut Street Cafe in Lockford is amazing. We actually have one in Plymouth, too. Uh, and then uh, and then Daddy's House of Ribs, fucking phenomenal. And the Lockford Meat Company, that little. There's, there's also a uh, little nice breakfast burrito spot right in there too. The one I used to stop at on the way shut down. Oh well, that, Adelbe- never mind. Albertos. Albertos. Shut it down, man. I was hurt. I was real hurt by that. Hey 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 hey, shut it down. Shut it down, baby. Well, let me tell you what I am happy about. Did I ever tell you about the shut it down story when I was in college? We need to get into that somewhere. Okay, we'll have to talk about that. I'm happy that uh, on the day that we're recording this, now when this episode drops, I have a feeling things are going to be a lot different. And this is going to sound very Californian of me. I was trying to keep an open mind to this weather, but I'm so fucking over the rain and the fucking wind and the snow. I am done, man. I am done. And you know, when this started back in like New Year's Eve, when the flooding came and and we had the wind knocking over trees and fences, I was like, look, I know this is awful. People are losing power. It's very terrible. But we're, we've been in a drought for like 15 years. We really need this. We need the snowpack. We need the water. I know this is hard, but we're going to be great come summertime well fast forward now we're in march that was back that was new year's eve when you and i were sending messages back and forth fuck look at all this water this is insane dude that was new year's eve now here we are march whatever today is the 9th the 10th i don't uh, even today, know today sir will be the 11th we're recording on the 11th it just hasn't stopped it, it's literally one storm after another after another after another and as a dog owner that has a dog that just won't go out in the front yard and pee and come in that wants to walk in hurricane force winds rain blowing in your face doesn't matter he's just like dur, 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 this is amazing what a great way to walk and he doesn't give a shit. i am over it i am so tired of having to dress like the gorton's fisherman to take my dog for a walk. You know, five layers, raincoat, galoshes, and still coming home soaked down to my socks. Like I'm over it, dude. And and not to mention that, man, 
it's cutting into my business. It's cutting into my dollars now. Like literally I got a lady that wants to view property out in Brownsville, California and Brownsville get, is getting more snow than they've seen in forever. And neither one of us have four wheel drives. So it's like, we keep scheduling, canceling, scheduling, canceling, scheduling, canceling. I had somebody call me. It was coming two hours from like the Bay area. Wanted to look at a house in Somerset, like a $700,000 home. She's like, my husband and I are ready. We want to come down right now. Like we're, we're cash buyers. We want to come down right now. I called the listing agent. This was a couple weeks back when the big storm was rolling in. It was a Thursday. He says, man, by the time they get here, it'll be dark. Plus we're like scheduled to get like 10 inches of snow. It's on its way. It'll be here when they get here. It's not safe for them to come down. So I had to then turn around and call this lady and be like, uh, yeah, not a good idea to come down and buy a $700,000 house right now. I, I we're, we as soon as this weather lets up, you know, and I get, I said, I'll text you my number. And she gave me that. Yeah. Don't call me. I'll, I'll call you like, which is in sales. Not good. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'll shoot you all my contact info. I'll follow up. She's like, Oh no, no. I'll call you already. Cause apparently this young lady was not, she's not young. That's the problem. She doesn't drive. Her husband drives and her husband works. So she was waiting for him to be available to drive her. And she's like, it'll probably be two or three weeks before we're ready again. I said, okay. So I hit the dude back up and I'm like, Hey man, they were cash buyers. They're like, really interested uh so and he's like cool let's sell it to him i go well let's pray they're still interested three weeks from now because you know people are fickle you know it's a, it's yeah, it's like it, they're hot one minute and then it's like yeah never mind i'm good right. you know like so yeah anyway it's tough walking the dog and now it's cutting into my money and playing with my money is like playing with my emotions savage don't do that i'm i'm too broke to be <laughs> losing money over rain i heard that snow. i heard that so yeah man i know it's the californian in me coming out but i am over this shit i'm i don't want to do this anymore like uh, well i can tell you this it's spring uh, in like nine days you know right. it's like coming man yeah uh it is affecting my golf game oh hell yeah yeah that's a sport you cannot play in bad weather mm -mm. this isn't even bad weather it's just like nasty yeah oh absolutely for us i'm sure there's people in like minnesota where it's negative 30 with a wind chill factor of 50 and you know oh it's 42 and raining all day yeah that's barbecue weather yeah get your shorts out there eh yeah those kind of people probably think we're ridiculous but understand you're it's it's where it's not where you're from it's where you're at and where we're at is california and we're not used to this shit, man. You know, this is not normal for us, especially coming off of a drought. Well, we'll be lucky to get one to two massive storms a winter, not to mention. And it, we, when was the last time we had like an actual real winter where it was like winter all winter long? Like where it was like storm, couple day break. Uh, 2022, 2023. That was the, the last time I yeah, remember. That's it. Yeah. Where we're at right now, man. That's it. That's yeah, the, uh, the old, uh, the old folks. The old folks, uh, Mama B uh, sent me a picture today uh, of some place very close. Uh huh. The um, from the Calam area on Shake Ridge Road, which okay. is about a mile uh, uh, down the hill from my parents. My parents' house is from your folks' yeah. house. Yeah. And this is uh, this is from a mile below my mom and dad's house. Buried. Absolute bear, and that's but, not normal. No, that's four, what, three feet of snow at least. Yeah, you're not getting out. No, 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 they're trapped. Like that's you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that. 
And that's what I've been hearing all the way around. People are like, yo, it's all the way up to my doorstep, like up to my windows. Like I can't get out. I And every time I think I'm gonna get a break and be able to dig myself out, another storm rolls in and it just dumps more and more and more. Like, But here's the thing, there's a certain age where you move on and you're like this, like, there's probably, I don't know, maybe people 35 and under. Yeah. Who like, this is just mind blowing to them. Yeah. Right. I grew up in that shit. Right. I grew up in that. That's right. what I grew up in. Right. So that, when we used to have winter. Yeah. Like it'd be like, hey, guess who's not going to school for three days? Yeah. Cause it's school, snow day, snow day, snow day. Cause the plows can't even get up the hill. Oh, that was the shit though when we were kids. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't, but as a, as kids, we didn't think about there's no power. We, everything's based on the wood heater and we've yeah, got to yeah. hope we have enough food, like 100%. all of those kind of yeah. things. Cause that's mountain living. Right. Right. There's no phone. There's no, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Luckily, like video game, as oh, long as the power was on, we could still play Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. then if the power went out, you know, I, I can remember right now several, several nights where, we ate dinner by candlelight. Absolutely. And lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where, we, you know, so I grew up in that shit. Heating up beans on the wood oh, stove. Literally, yeah. I remember my mom cooking stuff on the, just put the pot on the fireplace. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I, you were above us, so I was in Pine Grove. Um, and Pine Grove, the beautiful thing about Pine Grove is most of the time we were right on that borderline. Like, I think Pine Grove's like, what, like 1800, 1900 where we were. So we would usually just get like a light dusting. It would look pretty, but it wouldn't fuck with the roads or, you know, you had to go up 88 a little further to like where you guys were at to really start seeing that danger level of snow. Right. But, you know, once every four or five years, it we'd get two to three feet. And the problem was we came from Sacramento and we were never really prepared because it happened so rarely. So it, it would dump the power would go out and everybody around us would be firing up their generators or going into the backyard and get the extra wood that they had storage for. And here were, here was the Adams family from Sacramento. You know, we didn't have any, Oh shit. Like can somebody, we had people from the church bringing us wood. Um, you know, we had, uh, we had zero generator. And of course, you know, I'm sure it was the same for your family on a well. So when the power goes out, you don't have water. So if the power goes out for a, a long while, things start to get a little funky. You know what I'm saying? You're like, hey man, slap on some extra deodorant, go in, uh, go in the bathroom and take a whore bath. You know, it's like. <laughs> hey, if, you, if get, you have to go number one, you go outside. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, yeah, number two is emergencies only, man. Like if you can hold it, hold it. Yeah, yeah that, that wasn't fun, man. And like I said, it was just, I think there was twice from 87 to 94, when, after I moved out, where we really got the heavy, heavy, heavy snow, like once or twice where it was like, I had to park my car at the bottom of the hill and hike out and drive because they didn't clear our private road, things like that. And I remember wearing like, strapping like special things on the bottom of my shoes so I wouldn't slip in the snow, hiking out to the car. Yeah, man, it, I'm not built for that shit. I, I, I'm not a fan. Like I, I don't understand people that love living where it snows. And I guess it's just what you get used to. I know places where that's the norm and it happens all the time. They clear the streets like like it's nothing. It happens quick. They're ready. Everybody's prepared. I don't I don't want to be prepared. That's why I live in Ione. We, well, we, we I'll, I'll tell you snow. this. I, I, I think that in general there is a lot of stuff where if you just do it, you're used to it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. you don't really think about it until you don't do it anymore and you're like man i don't want to fucking do that anymore yeah like people are like let's go to the snow i'm like i'm cool yeah 
I grew up in the snow. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. need to go. You ever ski or anything yeah. like that? Were you a guy that did that kind of uh, stuff? I only did it like a couple times. Like we'd have like ski trips, remember, for yeah, school? Yeah, for school. That's we when I did to, it. Uh, Iron Mountain, I think. Yep. I don't even think Iron Mountain's open anymore. I don't think they are. Thinking, um, no. And, and then um, then the then the snowboarding craze kind of took over. Yep. And then um, what happened was like there was a bunch of people that were getting into it. I'm not going to lie. I went because a girl wanted me to go. Okay. So I. Uh, hey, there's no, oh, nothing I was, wrong with that. That's a perfectly good reason. I was like, oh, shit. Girl, I grew up in the snow, okay? Yeah. You don't got. Okay? You have yeah. a snowboard? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have snow pants? Mm -mm. Yep. No, 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 no. I live in Modesto now. That's a. Yeah, that was the thing. But, uh, but uh, what had happened was um, maybe a year or two prior to that, um, I had. Uh, Really, I, I had sprained my ankle playing basketball at the YMCA in okay. basketball league, and I had rolled it so bad. Yeah, the doctor told me it would have been better if you broke it. Oh like, shit! This is yeah. like because you I strained and stretched everything. Yeah. Or if it's broken, like you just put it back together and then it just sits for four weeks and then it right. heals. Right. Now everything is just like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all stretched out. Yeah, yeah. So, um. That, that went to to go snowboarding with them and you rent boards or whatever, right? Yeah. And if you've ever gone snowing or skiing, right, you know they have those super tight boots that like yes. just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your leg, right? Yeah. And I did it for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I felt like my foot was going to fall off like it was dead. Like because of everything that had happened, like yeah. it was my, my foot was healed, but the con... Like it wasn't... I couldn't... My leg couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Right. Because of the injury that I had. Yeah. And I called my doctor and he's like, yeah, that's too much, you know, restriction for your ankle. The way that it kind of has gone back together. He's like, I wouldn't recommend skiing. Yeah. I can play basketball all you want because it's just a regular high top. But like the constricted boot yeah, just wasn't healthy for me. So then that was my career's over. Now I will go. Your snowboarding career was over. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very close to going full X Games. Yeah, you were right there. So now, now I'm, due. Now I'm just what's, what's it called? The Lodge. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Lodge guy You're now. You're at the Lodge having hot cocoa. Maybe they by have a, a karaoke machine. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm out there. You know what I mean? Like everyone's snowboarding, skiing, having a good old time, right? Yeah. I'm three whiskeys deep going up. <laughs> I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Hey, dude, I, I, uh, I never got into it either. Uh, coming from the city, moving up here, like, like you said, this, we did our school trips to Iron Mountain or Kirkwood to ski. And I didn't have the gear. So I showed up with like, you know, a hoodie, jeans, a long sleeve shirt. And you know, you take a couple falls. The first time we went, it was powder. We had had fresh snow. So you fall, you know, I didn't have the right gloves. So it soaked through, my hands were fucking freezing. It soaked through my jeans, my legs were freezing. But I still had a good time because I was with my friends. The second time we went was during a drought. So it was not fresh powder. They hadn't had much snow. Mm -hmm. So instead it was like this frozen ice. So you'd hit patches of powder and be like, shh, shh. That's the sound it makes of the skis on the whoop, powder. Whoop, shh, shh. But then you'd hit all of a sudden. It was like all of a sudden you went from skiing through this fluffy powder to sliding over the top of cold concrete. And it was such a jarring transition. I went down and you fall hands first into that hardcore concrete rock hard snow. Mm -hmm. And it uh, it's the most miserable because not only was I cold and wet, which I don't I hate being, 
it was uh it, it gave me like the, the closest i could think is when you're uh like road rash right like i was hitting this hard ice hardcore concrete snow and just going like and dragging across it and i was just red and scraped up and wet and cold and that was the second and the last time i ever skied the thing about snowboarding that i never got and the reason i never tried it because i had same as you had a lot of buddies that were into it i can't imagine strapping my feet in the boots and then strapping the boots to the board and that's it you're committed at that point like at least with skis you still have your feet can move like i can still turn the ski into a snow plow and slow myself down or turn to the side and stop i feel like i had some kind of control with snowboarding i feel like your only option is your feet are on that board you're locked in you basically just have to fall over right it's like if you're going and you feel like yeah this isn't going well your option is basically to bail unless you know how to right stop yourself properly which i wouldn't have done so yeah that was never even on my radar i never even attempted that skiing twice and that was enough for me like you man basketball amazing uh you know i'll go out and throw the baseball around with the kids but yo let's go to the beach and boogie board and I, no. I, I think what you were trying to say was uh shh, shh, that is the sound of the skis yeah shh, shh, that's the sound of the skis yeah, it was like, man, when you hit that fluffy powder, it's beautiful. But the moment you hit that frozen, just like, it's like skiing over the top of a of an ice cube and falling on that was not fun. You ever try uh, ice skating? No. I did it once in sack. Boy, you want to talk about ankle strength. I, I thought, oh, it's a similar premise to roller skating, right? It's got to be the same. No, but you're just on that thin blade and uh and your ankle's got to be tough man and when you go down again it's just like falling on a hard block of ice man i did it once and that was it Listen, Never I, again. I, I have said this many many times i will continue to say this yeah right athletically yeah hockey has got to be the hardest thing uh yeah i could see that yeah right yeah athletically you're moving at insane speeds yeah on a two single blades yeah on ice yeah while people are hitting you passing to you hitting things at you yeah like it's like right what's the hardest thing to do in sports to me yeah hit a baseball yeah i do believe that okay yeah i think we've but talked the, about but that but as far as the most demanding i think yeah. ice skating has got to be worse than and those dudes on the skates like throw their gloves off throw their sticks down and then become like professional mma fighters like i don't know now i haven't watched hockey in a long time like i couldn't tell you the last time i watched a televised hockey match never been to a hockey live but i i can remember vividly as a kid when i'd stay up to watch the sports to see if the a's won or the kings won there would literally be a a, a knockdown drag out brawl at almost every at some point in the nhl somewhere every night so those dudes not only are just incredible athletes because they've they're they're guiding that little tiny puck and carrying those sticks and they're moving insanely well on those ice skates but then they throw down like like professional fighters they're like knocking teeth out knocking like you know i forget i think it was eddie griffin the comedian eddie griffin who said you know i think parents got the timeout like you know when you put your kid on a timeout for being naughty they stole that from hockey it's like hockey's the only sport where you can like knock some guy's eyeball out of their socket they're like Burr! 
You go sit in that box for five minutes and think about what you did. That's it, mister. Have a seat. Then five minutes later, all right, come on back in. Let's go. We're ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, they literally, they do, they, they, it's common that, I, now, again, I don't know anymore, but hockey players would have, like, shiners and missing teeth and brutal. It was a, it was a brawler well, sport. It, it, especially before, like, this whole new era of safety came about. Right. Right? Like, where, you know, everything is about player safety. Right. Protecting your investment and stuff. Sure. Like, you look at hockey players now, they're all good-looking dudes that, you know, for the most part, every now and then a guy will have a missed tooth tooth or a black eye or something but there's a couple only maulers left in the league everybody right. else is like you know about talent and not hitting people so. that's the thing i haven't watched since uh the 90s so back in the 90s i think it was a different game and then they made that movie goon with sean william scott where that was he was just basically hired to beat the shit out of people and he wasn't right, a good right and he even had uh happy gilmore with adam sandler who was he wasn't a good hockey player he just beat the shit out of guys it was kind of like a thing for a while there but yeah, man. So yeah, no, none of the cold weather, snow, ice, sports. I'm I'm steering clear of all that shit. I don't do that, man. It's it's not it's not my bag, baby. As Austin Powers would say, oh yeah, baby, it's not my bag, baby. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So real quick transition before we get into what we are going to talk about today: the meat and potatoes. Yes. The Caucasian meal of the day. You shut the music off. This is serious. Well, I just want to yeah. get into it real quick. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it because uh, I don't want to get uh, too too in my stuff. But uh, like I said, uh, I do want to address it. Sure. Uh, the reason that we didn't uh, that we were uh, questionable about today is I've had a rough couple of days. Right. Um, if you have listened to this podcast for a season or two seasons or five seasons, uh, you know who Miss Mercy is, aka the Mercenator, aka uh, the Mayor of Mira's Soul, right? Uh, and uh, she, uh, I th we thought that she was having some uh, bowel issues, constipation, right? It turns out that she had a herniated disc in her back. She lost, uh, she lost uh, feeling to her back legs. We mm -hmm. had to take her to UC Davis Med, a pet hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, she had emergency surgery. Mm. Uh, so that's what's kind of been going on the last couple of days. It's been very brutal on me. If you listen to the show, you know how important she is to me. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I think I've said it on this show that she saved my life. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so she's uh, more than, uh, even if you are just, uh, if you are a, pets are family kind of person right then you understand you know how important a, a a pet or you know i like i don't like people are like oh that's a that's just a dog and i was like that's not a dog to me dude i, but, I will fight you absolutely well people don't understand is, is you got a full house now right now you got you got a lot of people here but there was a long stretch where it was just you and mercy right that was your ride or die homie and companion. When you came home, she was so excited to see you. When you get up in the morning, she's there and excited to see you. When you leave, she's disappointed to see you go. So the first person you see in the morning, the last person you see when you come home after a shitty day at work, she was there. She's kind of your rock. Like you're more than just a pet. Some form of, and stop me if I'm off base here, but uh, comfort right uh somebody there to yeah. a companion uh, yeah absolutely she was my companion she was, she was my person right whether, absolutely however you you know whether you want to you know say that that's not a person she was my person and, of course and and, and and i and i think that's and and i and i and i not anything i know that's why this has been such a, a brutal process for me is 
like you said, I do have a full house now and I've got, you know, my son and he's got a son and right. he's got dogs. Right. Yeah. And, and my lady is here a good amount of the time. And, yeah. you know, and, and so there's a lot of stuff going on And this house used to be, my mom spends a lot of yes. time here now because, you know, we talked about, she's here a lot since my dad passed. So absolutely. You, you came, walked in today. There's a TV mounted on the, on yeah, the wall. Yeah, You're like, yeah. did this used to be here? And I was like, no, trying to make things a little more comfortable for mama B when she gets around. So I did go from like it being nobody, unless I was like entertaining or, or right. had people over to a full house. Yes. And, and what you, and, and you, and you hit the nail on the head, dude. And this is something that I told the lady is I said, you have to understand that not only did I say the reason she saved my life was because I was going down a dark hole right after, you know, I was going through my life stuff and she brought me back because how can you be mean and an asshole with that sweet face? And right. Absolutely. Pub? Yeah. And then on top of that, it, it was just me and her and then COVID. Right. Yeah. And I'm a social guy. Yeah. And I was in this house all by myself and you're not allowed to go anywhere and you're not allowed to see people and you're not allowed to talk to anybody and you're not allowed to touch people. You're not right. Allowed, you right. Know, all of those things. So how many nights was it just me and Merce? Right. A lot. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's been a rough couple of days. Uh, just a quick update. We'll see where things go from here, but she is out of surgery appears to be doing well right now. Mm. Uh, she is um, the last update we got today, which was Saturday the uh, 11th. And that is, uh, you know, she uh, seems to be recovering well. Her personality's coming out a little bit. Nice. Uh, there hasn't been any um, power regained to her hind legs yet, mm -hmm. but it hasn't even been 48 hours. Doctors have told us, you know, don't take that necessarily as a bad thing. Right. It doesn't mean it's a, that it's a good thing, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing because sometimes it takes up to two weeks after removing the disc and, and, and the spinal cord, you know, um, trying to regenerate and get mm -hmm. back to normal and things like that. So, uh, we're certainly not out of the woods, but obviously at this point it could have been a lot worse. Absolutely. Uh, it was very emotional for me the day yeah. I was at the hospital because, um, you have to make, uh, especially with the spinal cord piece of it, I had to make big decisions mm -hmm. on no time, mm -hmm. and I needed to know now. Right. So, yeah. and, and I was, I told somebody else, like, and thankfully she's a pet lover. I was like, it's probably the hardest day of my life. Yeah. Because everything was on my shoulders. It wasn't right. like a family member where we got to talk about it as a group. And, sure. You know what I mean? Like this was, yeah. even though Kim was there, this was me. Right. It's up to me. Yeah. I, I'm the one that has to make the decision. The owner. I'm yeah. the one that's going to have to, you know, hey, this is important. This is where we're at. By the way, it's this much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. And uh, anyway, that's where we're at. But uh, I was planning on going up there today. Right. But she's at, like I said, an emergency hospital, and they don't really have the staff to help facilitate that. And it's probably best if she's not moving around and she lets her... Uh, spinal cord continue to rest and things like that. And obviously mm. she sees me the second she sees me, she's going to get excited and right. and want to be around me. And I don't want her to jolt anything. So I'm not going up until at least Monday. So my Saturday changed and uh, now we're here. Here we are. Do they say just out of curiosity, 
what causes something? It was it. Did she jump off the couch in a funny way? Did one of the big dogs wrestle around with her a little? I mean, or is it just something that happens? No. So basically, this is something that happens with this breed. Okay. Um, and it probably came from her jumping or rupturing something when she was trying to jump or get up or do something like that. Mm. And you know. We don't think about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, it was probably something that has was was somewhat painful and then just got worse. Mm. Or, it, they, you know, and, you know, that's the, that's the question that we asked, like, for the sake of hopefully not feeling even worse, was like, did I do something wrong? Is this something I could have seen? Sure. And they were like, no, nah. this is kind of, you know, yeah. like, because... They don't, you know, they communicate, but they don't. Like, you don't know if something's wrong. Right. Like, earlier in that week, I was taking her on walks. Right, yeah, absolutely. You know, because I thought she was constipated. Yeah. And I was trying to help her, you know, get it going, and I was giving her pumpkin, and I was all this stuff, and it turns out it wasn't even it, that she was, you know, her, her back was, was in trouble. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's been a, it's been a brutal, uh emotional last few days yeah absolutely uh yesterday when i went back to work because i couldn't see her so i had to i went back to work and uh it was probably like the most like physically exhausted i can remember being in a long long time yeah i can imagine i was just so emotionally drained and just right. exhausted and I, I slept a decent amount but i just i was yeah still running on fumes even though i filled up my tank i was still on fumes if that makes sense yeah, absolutely 100 so. percent. yeah Anyway, that's what's going on, but we're here now. We are. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, in a few weeks, we will record again, and uh, I will have some good news. Yeah. And uh, prayers and positive vibes out to the merciless one. Uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep that uh, hope alive, man, and and, uh, and and just know that she's going to be better with the next time we get back, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what we're pushing for. Um. So, moving forward. Yes. I would like to say. Uh-huh. Officially. Yeah. At 43 minutes and 40 seconds into this podcast. Right. Spoiler alert. Yes, that's right. If you have not seen Antum, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Or Antum Mania, just for sure. Or, or <laughs> Quantum, Quantum, Quamps, Quampspum. Yeah, that's the one. Quantum Mania. Yeah. Anywho, that movie. Yeah. Then uh, pause it right now yes because we're going to we're going to chat about it yeah we're going to chat about it. i don't want to stay spoiled I, sometimes i like to say we're going to spoil the shit out of it but i'm not but it, if there's something that i want to talk about that you might not want to hear i would recommend uh going and seeing the movie and then coming back and finish the podcast or if you don't give a for shit, example you've been warned yes to pause it because we're going to talk about it and not necessarily spoil the movie but i'm going to talk about how i was surprised and did not know that bill murray was in it Yes, I had heard that. So, so yeah. I hadn't heard that, so yeah. I was very surprised. I they didn't they weren't they were tight lipped about who he was going to be, uh, but they did mention that he had a role. Um, so yes, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, the third of the Ant Man series. Um, this movie is considered to be quite important because this kicks off. Marvel's new big baddie. We had all those movies that led up to um, Thanos, which culminated with Endgame. Culminated? Culminated, uh -huh. excuse me. With Endgame and us taking down Thanos and the snap. And then since then, I feel like Marvel's been in kind of this weird uh, 
kind of holding pattern where they didn't quite know where we were going, where we were headed and how we were getting there. Right. And so this movie was viewed as the movie that goes like, here it is. They gave us a peek at Kang the Conqueror in uh, the end of Loki. Was it season one of Loki, I believe? Yeah. Uh, well, they've only had season one. Yeah, season okay. Season two's seen. coming. So at the end of Loki season one, they introduced us to Kang. And then in this movie, we learn that there are thousands of Kang variants. And the one that we met in uh, Loki is not the same one that we meet in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But what we learn is he's going to be a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. He's the guy that we got to deal with now. And this is where we're going and where we are headed. So, uh, all right, man. Well, uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I'm just pulled right now. I'm stalling a bit while I pull up the cast. Classic stall. The classic stall. So what would you like to do? Why don't you, you start? Okay. Um, I had high hopes for this movie. Um, I love... I, I enjoyed the first two Ant-Man movies, Ant-Man movies, Ant-Man movies. My problem with Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man 2 were I felt like the villains were very disposable, kind of generic. So what I was really excited for was this movie was it looked like the stakes were a little higher. It looked like it was going to be darker uh, and it looked like we were going to finally get a really good villain for the Ant-Man movies. And we did. I think Jonathan Majors is phenomenal. I think he was the bright, shiny spot in this movie. Um, but again, we didn't get, and I've said this several times in the last few Marvel reviews, the movie I thought we were going to get was not the movie we got. I hate to say it. I think this movie was better than Thor Love and Thunder, but I think there were several moments in this movie that were Thor Love and Thunder cheese. The cheese factor was at Thor Love and Thunder level. Uh, not quite as bad. This movie, I would definitely, I would put above Thor Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it more. I love Paul Rudd. You can, Paul Rudd's one of those actors I just like. So no matter what Paul Rudd does, I'm gonna gravitate to him and enjoy him because he's just such a likable guy. So I loved him. Uh, but this movie was... I thought for sure someone was going, we were going to lose someone. I thought someone was going to die. Because in the trailer, you saw um, you saw uh, Kang promising uh, Scott Lang, I can get you your time back. I can get you that time with your daughter. Almost like he was bartering with him, gambling for something or, or negotiating for something. And then you see the scene where Lang says, we don't have to win. We just both have to lose. And then he jumps on them. And it's very intense and very dark. So I thought for sure. When they all got sucked into the quantum realm, when, uh, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, the Wasp, Scott Lang, the daughter. When they all got sucked in together into the quantum realm, I, I, I said, there's no way in hell. One of these people ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. They're going to do something. Something bad is going to happen. This isn't going to end well for one of these characters. And boy, was I wrong. Everybody came home. It was a love fest and a bit cheesy. Uh, again, I felt like some of the jokes were forced and didn't land. Um, there were just some really corny moments to me. And uh, I enjoyed it. It was a fun one-time watch, but it wasn't what I wanted. And it's another, for me, another Marvel disappointment in a lot of ways. It's a movie I will never watch again. 
it's it's a one-time watch racked up right there with thor love and thunder with the eternals uh with black widow these are movies i will never watch. it's not that they were bad they were fine i'll just never watch it again so for me this movie was just okay it was just all right i it wasn't blown i wanted to be blown away i i I'm waiting for Marvel to blow me away again. And they haven't done that now in a very long time. To the point now where I'm going to be honest with you, I'm starting to lose interest. Uh, You know, I haven't been blown away by a Marvel movie now in well over a year. That was Spider-Man No Way Home. But prior to that, we had Civil War. We had Infinity War. We had Endgame. We had... We had Ragnarok. We had just so many movies where they blew, blew me away. Like, blew my mind. Marvel needs to blow my mind here again very soon. Or I am, I'm really starting to become disconnected and disinterested. Uh, and, and they need to get me back. So at, Because this movie really just didn't do it for me. So, your thoughts, my friend? How did you feel about it? Um, so, I, I thought that it was, at first watch, much, much better than Love and Thunder. Um... I, I don't think that the cheesiness level was anywhere near Love and Thunder. Like, I was entertained for the entire movie. I was not ever, like, not engaged uh, in the movie. Where in Love and Thunder, like, I was 15 minutes into the fucking goats and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like movie. I said, yeah, it's not as bad as love, but and, there, and, I could, uh, when you're done, there are three moments that are love and thunder cheesy. And, and, and look, and there's always going to be some cheesy, like, and there's, but it's just, it, it's, it's, I, I just think that it, the cheesy is, I think we're biased in the cheesy, all of us, because there's always been cheesy in the Marvel stuff. It's kind of stuff that they do. But I think that there's like, I don't remember, I was just watching something and I was like, man, I think it was a cat, something in the Captain America. And I was like, fuck, that was cheesy. I don't even remember that. Like, and I was just, but it didn't bother me because it was Captain America. I love the movie, whatever. Sure. It was super cheesy. But I think that's kind of always been a thing. But like, I, I think that they're trying to like, okay, so let me just go back here. I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. I thought that it was... Um, it certainly was, was very sci-fi quantum. I mean, the whole movie was in the quantum, quantum realm. Yeah. They get sucked into the quantum realm in like the first 10 minutes. And that's where you spend the entire rest of the movie. Absolutely. Right. right. And it was clearly made for 3d. Like I, I almost in a way regretted not going to see it. I actually saw it at our local Jackson cinema, which is now reopened. So not on an IMAX, not in 3D, but it was clear as they were zipping through the quantum realm and they were like throwing visual effects at the screen. I'm like, oh man, they really wanted you to see this in 3D. Like they really intended for this to be seen in 3D. And I, I kind of regretted that a bit as they're like, things are splashing and exploding towards the screen and they're they're shooting beams at the screen. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they really, they really went for it on this one. And it, it uh yeah you could tell when they're going for it like that and pushing for that and i was uh, there was some regret there I, I i will tell you this um i thought that um 
I, I think just I think Paul Rudd is one of those guys that whatever he does, he's just entertaining and fun to watch. Yes, hundred percent. He just, you know, like he's like the Rock to me. Like I just enjoy him. Yeah, like, you know, I agree. And so even if he's in something shitty, I'm like, that was that was all right. You know, yeah, like, no, yeah, and, and that's exactly how I, I left the theater going. That was all right. You know, it's Paul Rudd. It was fun. I just wanted more. And yeah. I here's here what I tell you. My big positives was I enjoyed Paul Rudd a lot. Yeah. Um. Kang's gonna be an issue. Oh, 100%. And, and, yeah. he, and he is, uh, I, I thought that, uh, I thought he did, I thought they did a pretty good job of showing him be um, a villain. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the more and more we watch stuff, you know, and then you start to think, like we've talked about this, like, like Thanos was a bad guy, but was he really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> the Thanos was right. Posse is, yeah. You know, um, but I, I enjoy Jonathan Majors. I think that the Kang thing is, is good, and I'm like super looking. And here's the thing: is you take all the Marvel movies prior to this, yeah. Like for me, I, I don't think Ant Man, any of the Ant Mans, is in my top ten. No, they're not. So me, like me the, either. So like the Ant Man's like it's just it's a fun game. It's fun. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. It's like and it and it's connected, but it's not that much connected. And now this is that now they're connected. So um, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I didn't think it was terrible. I was I was never not engaged. Um, Kang was a badass. It's clear that he's got a mean streak to him, and now he's got an even meaner streak because we realize how he got banished there. Yeah, well, they and they killed that one. So they, they, right. They killed him. So, but there, we learn, especially in the post credit scene that there are thousands of different variants of, well, I we think they killed him. Right. Well, we don't know for sure. You Is know, anyone really dead? Did you see a body as they say in born? Did you find the body? No, then he ain't dead. Right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, Get some rest, Pam. That's right. The, uh, yeah, he's going to be a problem, and I think Jonathan Majors is incredible, and I think he's going to be able to pull off playing the different versions of Kang very well because he's just such a seasoned, amazing, classically trained actor, right? I thought this version of Kang in the Quantum Realm was good, and I loved his version in um, in Loki. And the version in Loki was the nice one. He's the one that was trying to hold everything together and keep everything, keep the multiverse all locked in and not have everything be destroyed. Like he was the one trying to hold it together and then he gets killed at the end of Loki season one. Spoilers, sorry. Um, and then when they do that, he says, you know, I'll see you again because he's there's so many of them. But yeah, I just, I had a, a problem with like, I didn't like the fact that they changed. I thought the daughter was a terrible actress. The actress that they got to play her, I didn't like. I don't know why they switched actresses. I don't know what that other girl had going on or what her issues were, why they changed actresses. But there's a moment in the movie where she's recruited to give like the big rally, the troop speech. She gets onto a screen and is supposed to rally the troops to encourage everyone in the quantum realm to risk their lives and rebel against Kang and fight Kang. And uh, she gives like the worst motivational speech ever. It is so corny. I, I, It's rare in a movie that I look 
other than Thor Love and Thunder, I did it too with you. I looked at my wife and went, this is so fucking cheesy, dude. Her, I would have never fought for her, been rallied by that speech. I don't remember what she said. It was awful. And then so they start fighting Kang. And of course, here comes everybody. They show up because her rally, the speech troop, or rally the troop speech worked. And as the people are showing up to help fight Kang, Scott Lang goes, Way to go, Cassie! And I was just like, oh, it's so bad. Just so, oh, just. I looked at my wife again and went, fuck, that was corny. And then there's a moment with Scott Lang when he's going to have his big face off with Kang and he's turned into a giant and he's running towards him. And he goes, Kang, you made me a promise. And a man's is only as good as his word and you didn't keep your word. And he's in it. Like, did you really believe him? You believed he was gonna keep his word. You really believed that this guy who's threatening to destroy the entire fabric of the universe, as you know it, you were gonna do something for him and you were gonna get your daughter back and everything was gonna be okay. You believed that for what? Come on, man, Ant Man, you're smarter than that. You didn't buy that shit. It's just very forced. There were so many things like that in this movie where I was just, it took me out of the movie. Like, those were just two moments. I didn't believe for a second. Why does his daughter understand how to send a signal down to the quantum realm? Like his daughter's just a, a reg. That's Scott Lang's son. She's not related to the Pims. She's like, oh, I found Hank Pym's notes, and I took, I went through his notes, and I figured out how to shoot a beam into the quantum realm and, and send a signal that bounces back. So Hank, you use his notes. The scientist, the guy whose name's on the side of the building, you took his notes and figured that shit out. Okay, so you're just clearly a scientific phenom genius. Like, okay, I'll let that slide. But she was corny. I thought I didn't buy for a second that um, Diane. What's her? What's the the wife's name? I can never remember because she's not a Pim. Her name, her last name, something different. Anyway. Uh, uh, what's the actress's name now? I can't remember her name either. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I got the cast right here. I'll just pull it up. Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne. I did not buy for a second that Janet comes back into the quantum realm, uh, from the quantum realm after being there 30 years, knowing that there is a man down there who is hell-bent to destroy the fabric of the universe as we know it and to take us all out. And she's like, I... I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to be a mom and just forget about all that. No, that's bitch. That's need to know information. We need to know that there is a man down there who will do anything in his power to get out and take us all out. And you just feel, mm, I, I didn't want to talk about it. And then they get into the quantum realm. When they get there, they're like, what's going on? You need to tell us. And she's like, not right now. No, stop and tell us what the fuck is going on. Right. At, at no point in that movie, I kept going, bitch, tell us. What the hell? Like, you don't keep that a secret. The moment she got sucked back from the quantum realm, back into the real world, she should have been like, hey, nobody go to the quantum realm. Nobody fuck around with that place. Nobody go near it. Right. Because there's a guy down there trying to get out to fuck us all up. Like, and so the daughter sneaks around unknowingly gets into his notes and does it and janet don't know about it and all of a sudden hank's okay with it in the first ant-man movies he didn't want his daughter to even wear the suit he was afraid she was gonna die now he's giving lang scott lang's daughter a suit 
letting her go to jail. He's cool with her going to jail because she's protesting and now she's fucking with the quantum realm. Everything's okay now. Like he's just, he's, yeah, hey, that's your daughter, man. Whatever. You know, like it's just shit like that, man. Yeah, you went full grandpa, dude. I, I just, yeah, dude. I, yeah, it didn't. It was the cheese factor. I didn't buy for a moment that she wouldn't have said anything to anybody just because she just wanted to focus on her life and be a mom. I didn't buy that the daughter was a phenom science genius who figured out the quantum realm without Janet knowing about it, right? Like just, yeah, man, it it was fine. Like I was entertained for the watch, but there were moments where I was, and let's not even get into the MODOK. Like, I thought that was the cheesiest shit ever. Like, I didn't laugh. Like, hey, Modoc, just quit being a dick. He, the whole movie, he's trying to kill him. And then, then at the end, he rallies to help save them and protect them. And Modoc turning out to be the villain from the first. Modoc is a really cool character. And they turned him, they had him be the villain from the first Ant Man. I just, yeah, man, there was for me a lot of cheesy, like, come on factors. Like, there was a lot of moments I was like, come on no come on like it was because of paul rudd and made jonathan majors it was still fun it was brightly colored great visual effects fun to look at uh paul rudd still makes me chuckle a few times throughout the movie jonathan majors is a stud he's an incredible actor you know my favorite parts of paul rudd was when he's like walking the streets of san francisco yeah. talking to himself absolutely yeah. absolutely not not anything to do with ant-man yeah. not anything to do in the Thank quantum you, realm spider-man yeah that was those were some of my favorite moments in the movie he's giving him free coffee and i love at the end when he won't give him free coffee anymore now that he knows he's ant-man he's like that'll be 750 he's like oh oh okay i get i got you yeah like you're not spider-man but i know who you are now man like yeah those moments and i'll tell you what man i missed i don't know the actor's name but i missed the fast talking guy the guy i missed the guys in his crew ant-man's crew scott lang's crew the guys that work the security system oh, yeah, the guys that were, the i missed those guys man hey, but i got the van yeah. yeah all right yeah i missed those guys at least at the beginning or the end those dudes should have popped up somewhere like to not give those guys any shine at all like through the whole movie like i thought that was a huge huge mistake i can't believe marvel didn't foot the bill to give them a minute with it where they're like hey man what's up what are you doing man like i i just i love I love those guys, especially the guy that talks fast and recounts everything and hey, tells the sh story. Shout out to, to to Baskin Robbins for still being relevant. Yes, that's right, man. They they yeah they they felt bad for firing him, but like I said, there were fun moments. I, I wasn't disappointed that I went and saw it, but again, just chalk this up as a Marvel movie that I'll never watch again. And I don't you know I don't think I'm alone in the way I feel. Because once again, all the diehard Marvel fans went and saw it, and it had the biggest opening weekend of any of the three Ant-Man movies, but its second week was the biggest drop-off ever in, in Marvel. <laughs> biggest second week drop-off ever for a Marvel movie in Marvel history. It beat Thor Love and Thunder, which was one of the biggest at the time. So it had the biggest second week drop-off, because what happens in Marvel is all us diehard Marvel fans, we want to avoid the spoilers. So we go that first weekend, and it racks up like 160 million, and then it, uh, and then it, 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 the next week, the regular people that, that don't like, that don't care about spoilers, they go whenever they can. So granted, you know what? This movie will still make probably 600 million worldwide because it's a Marvel film, and that's just what they do. It will still make money. It will still be considered a uh, financial success. But at the end of the day, it did have the biggest second week drop off and it's the lowest, 
Uh, it's tied for the lowest critic reviews, Rotten Tomato reviews, with uh, The Eternals. So it didn't fare well with the critics. Clearly, the regular folks aren't clamoring to see it as much uh, after the diehard Marvel fans. So I don't feel like I'm alone in the way I felt. I've seen a lot of other people saying similar things that I've said. Um, well, I feel like this. I've, I, and to be honest with you, I think that this is where we're at. Is you, we have a whole legion of Marvel fans yeah. who grew up on... Captain America, Iron Man, the yeah. Hulk. Yeah, for 11 Thor, years. Yeah. 11 years. And even if it wasn't that, those were still, those, those main characters were the guys that were the main comics. Right. So that's the people that people knew. Right. Right. And I, I think that, I I think that we're, Marvel's in this transition period where they're trying to figure it out. And that's why you hear about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Uh, probably coming back as a different Iron Man from a different a variant. variant. And I, right? I keep hearing different things or some people are like, yes, it's happening. And then other people are saying Marvel officially says, nope, that's not happening. Just so you know, I was reading this and it says Stan Lee. And then I was talking about Robert Downey Jr. And I almost said Robert Ely is coming back from a different <laughs> realm, which, which is a whole different, whole different. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch a movie with a variant of Robert E. Lee coming back to whoop some ass. Let's get that and make that shit happen. Oh, I'll watch that God, movie. Bro. Yeah, it's it's been a weekend for you, man. I understand. Uh, it's been a crazy few days. Anyway, yeah. I, my final thought of this it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, very similar to Lo Thor, Love and Hunter, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, when it goes on to Disney+, Plus, anybody wants to watch it. My mom wants to watch it. I'll sit and watch sure, it with her. Sure. And like I told you, I thought Thor Love and Thunder was a lot better the second time I right. watched it. Once I was over the initial band-aid getting ripped off of the fucking cheesiness and annoyingness. Right. Um, so uh anyway, it, that being said, I just said how I feel about Ant Man's in general. So it's yeah, not, yeah. you know, a massive thing for me. One thing I will say that uh I definitely loved, like probably probably my <laughs> this is sad probably, but my favorite part of the entire movie was probably seeing uh, Loki and and uh, in the uh, post credits. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know Loki and Owen Wilson's character, which I can't remember Owen yeah. Wilson's character's wow, name. But yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah, I'm ready. I, Loki, yeah. Loki's right there. Loki and WandaVision were my two favorite Disney Plus shows, so so I'm, I'm definitely ready that. for that. Um, yeah. and, then, and then before we go, real quick, it's just a simple yes or no. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Do you think that Modoc uh -huh. in was some inspiration on some level for Krang in the Turtles? Hmm. Yes. Okay. I I was like, I didn't know about Modoc, and then when I saw him and I read up about him, I was like, did the turtles just Jack the Modoc idea from I, Crank, I, it from very Crank. Not, I hadn't thought of that until you mentioned it, but they definitely have a similar look. And I'm just assuming the Modoc was first because oh, Marvel's sure. history goes yeah. back into uh, the 1967 was when Modoc. Yeah, was. yeah. So we know the Turtles came about in the 80s. So just initial gut reaction. I hadn't even thought of that or put those two together. That's a nice pull. But there's definitely some similarities well, there. Well, I didn't yeah. even know what Modoc was, and then when he showed up in 
quantum and i was like is that krang yeah like, that's what i thought yeah it's I definitely like, there's definitely some similarities there i would have to say there was some inspiration there for sure if, if i just had to guess so overall uh we both did uh find some enjoyment in the movie yeah um if you are a marvel fan and you haven't watched it you're probably going to watch it anyway so yeah, do your thing if you're a marvel fan and you probably already have watched it let us know what you think please uh definitely would like to know that i know i watched it with oh you nasty and we enjoyed it it was good uh as i as i talked about and uh you know the the next thing coming up the up the board is uh what's the next marvel is the guardians we got guardians 3 and then i believe after guardians 3 is uh the marvels I'll, I'll tell you this buddy uh guardians 3 does not look entertaining to me it looks i have i gotta admit i haven't watched the trailer yet i know they released the full-fledged official trailer and i haven't watched it uh you know what it's funny with the guardians i loved the first one second one was fine like it, it i could take it or leave it it's not one i own or one i would watch over and over again really enjoyed the first one but i don't even own the first one I prefer those guys as they were in supporting roles. Like I liked them in, uh, you know, Infinity War Endgame. and Endgame, and I like how they popped up. Some of my favorite things was them at the beginning in Thor: Love and Thunder. You know, uh, Chris Pratt's interaction with Chris Hemsworth. They're they they got great chemistry together. But them as a as a I I knew nothing about their characters, so when they when they introduced them, I was like, "Well, it's Marvel. I'm on for in for the ride." I went and watched. I didn't read the comic books. I knew nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I'll watch it, but I'm not like that's what I'm saying. It, it's been a long time. Like this movie, I was excited for because I thought the trailer was great. Really well done trailer for this third Ant Man movie that made me believe it was going to be a little bit different of a movie than we got. Darker, a little more serious, a little more at stake. Uh, I like I said, I thought someone was going to die. So to go thinking in in with that mind frame and then getting what we got a cheese fest where everybody hugs and kisses at the end and everything's okay, just wasn't what I wanted. So yeah, and and yeah, you know, and I. I don't know. It's what we're going to see. There's nothing coming down the pipe for Marvel other than the new season of Loki that I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. This Ant-Man movie I was, but it disappointed for me. Like it wasn't, yeah, my wife and I both looked at each other when it was fine. It was fun. You know, I'm, I'm glad we watched it, but I said, like I said, I won't watch it again. It's not in my, it's not going to go into my rotation of yearly classics that I pull out and watch. So well, I'll tell you this. Uh, let us know if you've seen it. Let us yeah. know if you liked it. Please. Let us know, uh, you know, if we're if you think we're idiots. Yeah. That's okay, too. <laughs> I've been called worse. Yeah, Should absolutely. I've been called worse I this probably week. am an idiot, but what you think of Ant-Man and Quantumania, regardless? Hey, yeah. me being an idiot is not directly related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. I'm just kind of an idiot. I'm a goofball. Yeah. But uh, no, you know what? I, I saw a lot of people. I, I think the ladies love Paul Rudd. I saw a lot. There was women behind us in the theater busting up laughing. It's funny. They were like, oh, my God, I loved it. And it was great. And the husband was like, that was awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, And I saw a lot of posts online from, from ladies. I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Oh, my God, it was so good. So funny. I loved it. 
So Paul Rudd has the ladies on his side, I feel like. So I would love to hear from the ladies. Are there any ladies out there that love the movie? Did you hate the movie? I'd like to get that female perspective. You now know how us dudes felt about the movie. I'd like to hear from the ladies in the 209 pod squad. What did you think, ladies? Well, we know how one lady feels about the apple fritter. Yes, we got that review right at the top of the episode, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let us know. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being yes. part of this journey. Yes. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. quick spoiler alert. Yes. We're going to talk about Creed. Creed 3. Uh, yes. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, and we'll see uh, you know how everyone felt about that. And by everyone, I mean DJ Billy A and myself. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so uh, DJ Billier, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Okay, later, dudes. Peace.